insecurity and self-hate on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions to the problems that people face. Now, as you know, we always like to think biblically about the topics that we discuss here. This issue of insecurity and self-hate certainly comes in in different degrees. I'm so grateful that I had my friend Jeremy Pierre to help us think biblically about this. Uh, Jeremy is the dean of the Billy Graham School of Missions and Evangelism and Ministry, as well as professor of biblical counseling at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. He's authored several books, including The Dynamic Heart in Daily Life, The Pastor in Counseling, When Home Hurts, Responding Wisely to Domestic Abuse in Your Church, and the Children's Storybook Bible, God With Us, A Journey Home. He also serves as a staff pastor at Clifton Baptist Church in Louisville, Kentucky. He's married to Sarah, and together they're busy raising five children. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us. So appreciate the work that you're doing there at Southern, the books that you're writing, the classes that you're teaching, the ways in which you're learning to lead the Billy Graham School. Congratulations on that, by the way. And uh, thank you for being here to help us think biblically about this issue of insecurity and self-hate. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Dale. I'm really thankful for your ministry as well. Thank you, brother. Listen, as we work through this, as I mentioned, this is an issue that comes in degrees. Uh, some people are at the place of being at the very bottom. Others deal with insecurity on different levels. And I want to jump right into this. What are what are some of the ways or what what is insecurity in the ways in which you're talking about it here and how does it how does it affect a person's relationships yeah so insecurity is one of those flexible words right that can mean something sort of low boiling or or boiling over on, on the harsher end of things which we could maybe even describe as self-hatred at that point so you know insecurity and self-hate it's basically our heart's attempt to condemn the person that i am in preference for who I ought to be or how I perceive I ought to be. And so that really can take on a vicious cycle because it boils down to a problem with our self-perception. Are we seeing ourselves in a way consistent with the way the scriptures talk about us with God's preferences and God's values? Or have we taken on some kind of alternate set of values or standards that we're measuring ourselves by? And finding ourselves lacking and thus getting really upset and frustrated with ourselves. So as we think about getting frustrated with ourselves, uh, some people may take that in different ways. In what ways do we see insecurity involving sin? Because, I mean, that's really important to us. And in what ways do, does it involve suffering? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I think we have to approach it with both hands, because that's how scripture tends to approach troubles that we face in our lives. There's an element of responsibility that we have for it, a way of seeing ourselves or seeing relationships or seeing the world that does not square with what it means to trust what God says. And then there's elements of it where because of the difficult circumstances we face, we often are have these ideas and standards pressed in upon us. So there's an element of sin. There's an element of suffering in insecurity. And I think it's important to sort of address both of those things as you help someone. So let me maybe start by commenting on the suffering part of it, the, the external pressures that are pressed upon a person. 
you know, even there, there's sort of low grade or boiling over versions of it, right? We all, we all know the low grade stuff, the expectations that are placed on us, the comments we receive, parental Mm -hmm. (laughs) expectations Mm -hmm. of why didn't, why aren't you more like him or why aren't you measuring up there? We all experience that. And that's a real thing that will have an impact on our self-perception. But then there's the sort of boiling over ones, the, the extreme examples related to if someone is abused or harshly treated or if their parents, you know, if they were raised under parents who were constantly calling into question everything about them and, and, and saying cruel things or maybe a, a romantic relationship that was manipulative or something mm-hmm. like that. Those are real things that we have to help people process. And so I'm, I'm going to get to the sin part. But prior to that, we have to recognize that there is a suffering element to it. We are fallen creatures living in, in a fallen world. So that fallen world will have an effect upon us. The question then is, how will we respond to those effects? And that's where we sort of then help someone. Okay, we've recognized these pressures and externals that you face. Mm-hmm. Now let's ask a question. How are you responding to them? And the call to trust the Lord is not a simplistic call. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a very complex call that affects everything, including how I see myself. And so, you know, this is, I'm going to say this in a really simple way, though in counseling, you're going to, you're going to be doing this in a, in a very subtle and, and long-term, mm-hmm. it, may, it won't be this straightforward, I guess is what I'm saying. But it sort of boils down to how do I learn to listen to what God says is most true of me and therefore to mute or turn down the volume on these alternate ideas and alternate voices that are speaking into how I perceive myself. And so that sort of simple principle guides a rather, you know, at at times can be arduous process of sanctification, really, because it's learning to not be intimidated and fearful by the standards that are pressed in on me, but instead to believe that God's perspective is the, I'm sorry, I'm going to get theological here, the omni perspective, the, the, the omniscient perspective of who I actually am. So the things he emphasizes are the things that are most important in my self-perception. Yeah. I love the way that you're helping us discern and distinguish between sin and suffering here. We're not pushing ourselves away from sin that we may be responsible for in response to suffering, but but we understand sin has a context. It has a context in the situations in our life and the experiences that we have in life, and, and we want to be able to address wisely those experiences of suffering and how we're trying to help a person and, and comfort them through that process, but then also hold them accountable. Now, this is where we turn our direction into seeking wisdom from the Lord. And Mm -hmm. how should someone seek the Lord for help when they exhibit this problem of insecurity Mm -hmm. uh, consistently? Well, it starts by first identifying what those insecurities are if we're defining them the way I just said. So there are ways in which I see myself that are not aligning with how God sees me or how he instructs me to see myself. And so, you know, I think of 1 Corinthians 4, that's not a passage on insecurity, but it is a passage on Paul discussing, look, 
I don't have a right to judge myself. You all don't have a right to judge me because the judge, the actual one whose opinion counts is, is what I'm going for here. And he says in that context, I'm just a steward. That's all I am. I'm just a servant. That's how you should see me. That's how I should see myself. I don't need to measure up to all your standards of like the super apostles being really a lot more impressive than me. Well-spoken seemingly successful in an earthly way. He's like, I know I suffer. I know I stutter. I know I'm not impressive, but that's not my standard. My standard is, am I doing what God has called me to do? And so for us, that translates because your life, the purpose of it for all of us is, am I doing what God has uniquely called me to do in my location, in my situation, given my gifting, given all these things, And that's far more important than being pretty, being athletic, being successful, having having your your uh, retirement account at Mm -hmm. a certain level. All of those things creep into how we measure ourselves. But those things are not unimportant. okay? but they're less important than what I just said. And if we keep those priorities straight, we keep insecurity from having a dominating effect on how then we relate to other people. Now, even when you describe that, I'm feeling better in my own situation because <laughs> honestly, we, we, we put up standards of living that we grasp from all different areas to measure ourselves by. And sometimes, man, it just takes the pressure off to understand what God expects, what he desires, and that anything he calls us to do, he empowers us to accomplish by his, by his spirit and by his word. And Jeremy, I think us understanding insecurity in these ways, breaking this down, not dismissing these experiences not acting as if they they shouldn't happen, not calling somebody else to something we think ought to be a standard, but pointing them to the standard of Christ. And it also gives a meaning and purpose to pursue what God has called us to do. Brother, this has been really helpful to think about insecurity in these ways, calling us to the scripture for our measure and standard. Thanks so much for your time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. Hey, listen, we always love to meet all of you face to face, hear from our listeners, hear from those interested in biblical counseling. We're going to be in a couple of different places this week. And so if you are at these places, we want to make sure that you come by our exhibiting booth and say hello. Uh, we will be in New Orleans, Louisiana at the Southern Baptist Convention. That is the 12th through the 14th. We would love for you to walk by that massive exhibiting hall and come by and say hello to us. We typically have have things that we will give away for free. So make sure that you come by and and get that free resource. Say hello. Uh, Tell us about what the Lord is doing in your part of the world and ways that we might could be helpful. We will also be in Memphis, Tennessee at the PCA General Assembly, the 13th through the 16th. And so if you are joining the PCA and the General Assembly there, we would love to see you in the exhibiting hall as well. So come by, say hello. We would love to see you. We'll be giving away resources, uh, the types of resources that you can always find at biblicalcounseling.com.